Welcome to Casa de Confidence, a podcast for you. You'll hear some incredible women and some awesome cool dudes going confidently in the direction of their dreams and living in the purpose of their heart. You're our host, Julie DeLuca Collins, and you are our sidekick, hashtag handsome hot husband, that again, and the producer of the show, that I am. I am an author, speaker, coach, dreamer, and most of all, we help people go in the direction of their dreams and support them on their purpose. So pull up a chair, grab a drink, and make yourself at home because our casa is your casa. Welcome back to Casa de Confidence. This week on Casa, we have Zach and Jeremy of the Fit Mess Podcast. It's a show for people who are sick of their own shit and ready to make a change. The goal of the Fit Mess is to take small steps every week toward a better, more fulfilling life. The interview style podcast shares stories and strategies from authors, coaches, celebrities, and experts who've learned how to discover their full potential. The Fitness Podcast. Great show. Hi, Julie. How are you? I am doing fine. Yeah. Um, happy New Year to the listeners. Yeah. Happy, are you happy sick New of your year. mess? I am sick of my unfit mess. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my mess fit. So how um, do you intend to get your fit on <laughs> <laughs> confidently you know for me yes. for me i just need to pay attention and <sighs> I, I when i when i don't pay attention i just drift and put whatever tastes great good or even not good but just satisfies um into my body and if i'm paying attention I have done many times. I've been able to get fit before. And I, the last year, year and a half, hasn't been so great for me on a fitness level. So I need to fix that. I'm more than halfway through this life and next half of the life needs to, needs to feel better than it does over this past year. So time to get that shit in gear. Absolutely. And I just by said the way. Shit. For the oh, that was the third time. Oh my in gosh! One episode. We're going to have to be. You're explicit. the you're the potty mouth, not me. Oh my gosh! We're going to have to be explicit. Well, our guest made me say it because it says it in their thing. It has. Well, by the way, Dan, um, <laughs> I've been talking. I, and I've been, I love him for that too. Yeah, me too. This is why I like him because immediately I was like, oh my god, this is totally right up my alley. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, um, I've been I wrote an article for Facebook. And I repurposed it on LinkedIn, by the way, because now Facebook allows you to write articles. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on Facebook. And it is what my word for the year is. And I did a follow up on that. Okay. And I am a firm believer that forever and ever, I've always done a word rather than a, a resolution. Because for me, it tends to work better. Um, do you have a word for the year for yourself? Uh-huh. How my much? word <laughs> sorry i was distracted we can't see each other because we've yeah. moved our desks yeah yes we've moved the desks i can't see what she's doing with her hands and i keep hearing things and i'm like i'm what not is doing she anything touching? um but anyway it doesn't matter 
My word for the year is rejuvenate, which has a lot to do with what I already mentioned earlier about, you know, need to, need to, you know, fix the old mainframe, fix the old, the old, uh, framing of this house called my body before it starts falling down mm-hmm. and, uh, getting a better foundation. Um, so I can be supported for the rest of my life and be able to get out of a chair when I'm 80, you know? Well, I decided on getting out of a chair when I'm 52. That's for sure. Well, yeah, I have a hard time now. So what's it going to be like when I'm 80 if I don't get that taken Dude, care of? And then you're going to be stuck in the chair because I'm not helping oh you out. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. I'm going to have to hire somebody. Yeah. See, <laughs> then you're going to have to work harder to hire somebody. Oh, that's true. So if you don't have fitness now, people, it's time. I not- do have fitness now. You do? Yeah, it's it's me fitting this hamburger in my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's not the type of fitness you need, jo- Daniel. That's, huh? a dad, that's a dad joke. Sorry, mm. you know, I'm not even a dad. <laughs> there anyway. must be some programming that it's built into guys who are middle-aged that says dad joke programming coming to life. Oh, my God. You said one the other day. I did. Yeah. I don't remember, but you said it. I'm like, oh my gosh, where'd that come from? I don't know. Probably your influence, I'm sure. I know. I'm like, what's she going to do next? Pass gas? And then she did. Oh my God. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen to me. I want to go through the framework of how I come up with my word for the year, because I think that many people have heard this and they're just not sure how to do it. And actually, uh, Ann Peen friend of the show, she Mm -hmm. texted me, she emailed me actually responding to an email I sent. And she said, how do I get a word for the year? And this is what I wrote to her. Number one is you need to reflect. Reflection is the thing that you really want to do at the end of the year. And on my CEO retreat and my masterclass that I did at the beginning of December, this is the one thing that I really talk about, whether it's for your business or your life. In order to move forward, you need to reflect on the past year and ask yourself, right, what could I do more of in my life? What could I do less of in my life? What characteristics would I like to have? And by the end of the day, I feel blank. So for instance, I know that last year, I wanted more authentic interaction, connections. And by the end of the day, I was feeling really disconnected. I was feeling lonely. So connection is what I wanted to feel. So that is um, how I started to come out with my word for the year. But Mm -hmm. the other thing, too, is that you want to visualize what your perfect day is like. Um, and the emphasis here in the visualization of what your perfect day is like from beginning to end is again, connecting to the feeling. Think about what you want to do in the morning with your routine. Is your routine currently working? So for you, you're, you say you want to rejuvenate, but like, what does your routine look like? And, you know, in the morning, are you feeling anything or are you just in this automation that is taking you from getting dressed, going downstairs, getting in your car, going to work and again, you know, whatever it is. So that is the other thing that I want you to really like, how do you want to feel as you get up in the morning? You want to feel, you know, excited. You want to feel uh, fit and chipper. So, or just kind of like going through the motions because sometimes we allow, and I know this happens to me a lot. We allow life to happen without us really being 
present or aware of what is happening. And maybe there's joint pain and aches and pains or emotional hurt that we don't realize is there because it's just there and it just becomes part of the noise in our lives. So I recommend, you know, sitting down really for a couple minutes in silence and really asking yourself, why do I want to focus in in 2023? Hmm. And this is really so simple, but so effective. And then, you know, create a list of words that come to mind. And don't edit yourself. Just write down any words that come to mind. And for me, I can tell you that as I was going through this exercise, and I did it like a couple of weeks ago, um, some of the words like action, imagine, joy, kindness, wonderful, wow, zeal, simple, free, risk, heal. Um, my past words for the last few years have been in 2019 were awesome. No, amazing. Then we went to relentless power. Um, and last year was connection. And this year, I'm going to make you stay tuned as I talk about it more. But really what I want more people to focus on when it comes to this is that as we begin a brand new year, find your stride, find your stride through the habits, through being more aware. And yes, you're going to have some automations because our head, our brain, our you know mind likes to automate things, but create the tiny habits. And if you are not familiar with the tiny habits, um, how to create them and how they can really help you. Just hit me up on the comments of any other social media or send me an email because in the show notes, I'm going to have a link to how to create tiny habits. And I'm going to walk you through that. Also, they, they by can, the way, they can go to goconfidentlycoaching.com and book 15 minutes with you too. If they, they just want to have a conversation. They can do that, but some people may not want to do that. Right. right. I'm just so saying. I'm just actually, saying. go to goconfidentlycoaching.com forward slash quick links, and then you will find the information on tiny habits. But oh, more importantly, as you find your stride, and if you're finding your stride for your career or your business, it's important to be able to start to become aware of what is it that you want to feel and have by the end of next year at this time. So I encourage you to do that. And I know that this was a little, you know, just me talking, but thanks everybody for tuning in and make sure that you listen to this episode with the incredible guys of the fitness because they walk us through habits. We talk about intentionality and creating the type of life that we all want for our life. So don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Yes. I, hey, wasn't I supposed to say that? Oh, no. No, not today. Not today. It was your turn. All right. Then you know what I'm going to say? Enjoy this interview with Julie, Zach, and Jeremy. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Confident You Radio and Casa de Confidence podcast. I am so excited to have my guest on the show, and they are friends of the show already because they came highly recommended from another great individual that we had on the show, Jeff Wickersham, if you remember him. He is one of these cool dudes, and he kind of pointed uh, Jeremy 
and Zach in my direction. So I am excited to have them here because they are the host of the Fit Mess podcast. And what I love about this show is that it is definitely aligned with what we are trying to do. And this show is the show for people who are sick of their own shit and ready to make a change. It is the new year. We are always looking to make a change in our lives here at Confident You and Casa de Confidence. But more importantly, we want to go ahead and leverage the tools and tips from those people who have gone confidently. So Zach and Jeremy, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be yeah. here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved your outreach to me on regarding being on the show and for you guys, when you started your show, well, tell us more about the show, because I want people to also check out your your individual podcast. I think that you're doing great things, and it really resonated with me. And now it's on the, it's on the uh, rotation. <laughs> Very nice. Love to hear Excellent. that. Well, I can... Um, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, I can tell you about the podcast a little bit and how we how we got started. Um, really, the uh, I guess it all started, you know, like forty two years ago when I was born. I my the f- <laughs> first first twenty two years of my life were it's a quick very, story. I promise. I, I it is it. really, really. I'm going to skip right over the first twenty two years. They were very, very traumatic, very, very problematic. Uh, CPS involvement with parents and just lots mm. and lots of things. Um, lots of mental health issues at the age of twenty two that I just was done with and wanted to fix. So I spent the next 20 years fixing them. Uh, and, you know, met Jeremy and we started talking, having these vulnerable conversations about mental health and how we're struggling as people, as dads, as humans. And the conversations that we were having were, were not really, you know, conversations that men were, would have uh, as yeah. far as we were concerned. Um, is very, taboo for men to talk about feelings and emotions and how we're struggling and you know you just get up rub dirt and whatever it is that hurts you and keep going Mm. um and it was it was kind of it was having a really really good impact on both of us we were able to you know trade stories back and forth jeremy had been podcasting for a long time and i had this idea i was like you know we should take these conversations that we're having as two guys and do a podcast and have these same conversations put it out (laughs) there for everyone to hear just so that other people would know that you can be vulnerable. You can do, you can talk about these things as men. And, uh, Jeremy said, absolutely not. Hell no. (laughs) Yeah. The the idea was crazy because we we're just two guys, right? Like we didn't go to school. We don't have certificates on the wall that say we're experts in this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I thought this is the worst idea ever. I don't want to be responsible for telling people how to live their lives. I don't want to, you know, give them wrong advice and have them go down the wrong path or whatever. Uh, and so I started just sort of diving into this as a genre and, and looking <laughs> at like, well, well, what, what other shows exist like this? And and the more I listened, the more I, that I found that it was a lot of people just sort of sharing their personal perspectives <laughs> and where there were knowledge gaps, you bring in experts. And I thought, you know, I, I've, I've worked in radio for 20 years. And so, you know, part of that was bringing in experts to pass on the right information right. and occasionally add some context and, and things like that. So suddenly it seemed like a natural fit. It was something that I had sort of been building to for a long time. The The show that I did prior to this one was very much like a comedy show. And it was based on, you know, really just like getting hammered and telling ridiculous stories about my life. And so uh, as my lifestyle shifted and, and health became more of a focus, it just, again, everything all, it was like a, like a Tetris game. All the pieces started to fall into place mm. and, and the show just made sense. 
where, you know, where Zach and I were having so much impact on each other's lives and being able to be sort of a safe place for each other to share that struggle. We just thought if we could create that for other people and, and help, especially guys figure out that it's okay to have these feelings and to share them and to get, get that energy out and process it. Uh, you know, we just wanted other guys to have that same impact or, or that others, that same result that we were having from our own conversations. You know, it really struck me when you started to speak, Zach, on the fact that I don't typically think that vulnerability is something that we see a lot of men have with each other because. I, well, I don't know. I don't even want to even guess why not, right? But I see the relation. And my husband has really great male friends, and he has one in particular in which I know they share some deep conversations, but that's not necessarily the norm. And I love that you took what you were doing in the way that you were positively impacting each other in your relationship and creating some momentum. Then all of a sudden you decided that, hey, this might be something that somebody else can resonate with. So thank you for doing that, because I think that many times we feel that, oh, nobody can get impact, but it really takes us a yes from us to create a change for somebody else as well, in addition to the change that we're making for ourselves. Yeah, and just to what you just said there, the power of yes is, is one of the things that's been super uh, powerful for me in, mm-hmm. in, in my journey is just that there are so many times throughout my life where you know, the answer was always no, that's for other people. I'm not good enough for that. Mm. I, that only only the lucky, you know, few are, are able to per, pull off that sort of success or do that thing. And the more that I stopped listening to that voice and started just jumping at any opportunity to just take whatever messy action to whatever, just move forward, learn from the, the mistakes, fall down, dust myself off, get up, keep going. The more that I lean into that, the more that I grow and, and the more sort of fulfilling, you know, this, the soul experience is because I would rather, and I tell my kids this all the time, I would, I would rather, uh, regret the mistake than mm-hmm. not having taken the action at all. Yeah. There's so much more that we learn from mistakes. And, and, uh, Zach, I know that as I, I, I saw that you're a certified yoga teacher and I know many people resist mistakes. Because mm-hmm. and resist doing the thing because they are looking for perfection. Tell us a little more about how do we create awareness and are okay with being where we are as opposed to looking for being 100% perfect or good or doing the thing as the world kind of tells us that we should be showing up. Well, I can give you one simple solution. No, I'm kidding. There, there is no one simple solution. Um, yeah, that that's a there's a there's a couple of questions in there. I, you know, in in my own experience, I think it really was me ma- being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, Jeremy and I talk about it a lot. Where when you're frustrated, when you're you're trying something new and you don't know what you're doing and you're uncomfortable and you don't feel good when you're you're in this new whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. You have to reframe your mindset there too. This is where I'm growing. This is a good thing. It is okay to be frustrated. It is okay to be struggling through this because I don't know what I'm doing yet. I don't know if this is going to work for me. That took a lot of effort to for me personally to mm-hmm. to turn that around from this is frustrating. I don't want to do this. I'm bad at it. Why am I bad at it? Because I'm just bad at everything and it would spiral downhill and turn that around to a positive message of I'm not good at this yet. 
Mm -hmm. I'm going to be good at it. I'm going to keep practicing. And this is where the real growth happens. And I've spent probably the last 10, 15 years just throwing myself into situations that I'm not comfortable in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, coming out of the other side of it, a much better human being. You mentioned the the yoga teacher certification. I don't actually teach yoga. <laughs> I just wanted to go do the certification. Uh, talk about uncomfortable. I was the only guy in a room that was, I think there was 15 women <laughs> and me, six months of just yoga. And by the end of it, you know, I could teach a class. So I was much better with my practice of yoga. It was deeper. It was more, it was more meditative. <laughs> I had all the knowledge that I wanted to have. And I had, you know, a bunch of good friends out of the class as well. And again, as a guy doing a yoga teacher certification, very, very uncomfortable. So I, that's it for me is just like putting myself in those spots and reframing my thought process to this is a good thing for me. I love your saying that. That's exactly why I got my yoga teacher certification. I wrote in 2014 that I, I made the 50 goals that I wanted to achieve in life, not so much a bucket list, but things that I wanted to really kind of check off the list. And yoga teacher was there um, in 2018. And I'd been going to yoga classes and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. But I thought, you know, I'm not at my ideal weight. I am still working on being stronger at the gym every day, but certainly not there. And I thought, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to do it. And as soon as I did it, I regretted it because it was going to be an intensive program that required me to, I went to Boston for three weeks and the classes, well, basically the program that I took was a 12 hour a day class for three weeks for six wow. days a week. I only had Sundays off Wow! and it was exhausting mentally, emotionally, uh, spiritually, physically, but mm -hmm. I am so glad that I did it because it did prove to me that it's not about necessarily that I came out better because I did it, but because I actually learned so much about myself through the process and putting myself in that uncomfortable um, minute in time, really, because that's that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and for me, that was, that's one of the things I look back on now for whenever I have that thought of, mm -hmm. I want to do this thing, mm, getting uncomfortable, don't like it, don't like it. And then I remind myself, hey, remember that other thing that you did that you were really <laughs> uncomfortable about and you grew from that and that actually pushes me forward. So the more of those experiences you can have, the, the more success you're going to have in going in growing as a human being. It's great. Yeah, I love that, Jeremy. What about you? Have you had and what were some of those moments that you can share with the audience? Because this is what it's all about. January, we're getting ready to start a brand new 2023. We've been uncomfortable for the past three years. We've had a lot of nonsense. But what can mm -hmm. you share with the audience that you personally um, were in that messy middle that you can look like Jer that Zach does and sees mm -hmm. like, I did it. Like, look at the proof of what I'm able to accomplish. Yeah, it's it's all about just taking those small steps. And for me, it really began with the dumbest knee injury anybody ever had. I literally got out of bed and the way I stepped, I just my knee rolled. I went down, I couldn't get up. And, you know, lots of doctor visits and scans and things later, I had a phys physical therapist telling me, you know, if, if you don't get on a bike, you know, based on what's happened in your family's history and where you're at now, if you don't get on a bike, you're going to replace both of your knees. 
Wow. And I thought, well, that's insane. I haven't ridden a bike since I was like six years old. Who, who, who at, you know, 40 or whatever, 30, whatever I was, who gets on a bike and it's like just starts doing that. And had I waited for perfection, had I waited for like the right time, the right <laughs> bike, like whatever, I, I never would have began any of this stuff that I've been on. But it was going to my brother and saying, this crazy doctor thinks I need to ride a bike. And he said, yeah, dude, you just need to decide you're that weird guy who rides his bike to work every day and just start bike commuting. Mm. And for whatever reason, the way he said it at that time, it just hit me like, oh, I'm the weird guy for lots of reasons. Why not this one? <laughs> and so I jumped on Craigslist, bought some cheap, you know, $200 bike and just literally started biking nine miles each way to work every day. And it was there that I found the the peace of being in the moment, because when you're biking through city streets, if you're not painfully aware of what's going on right now, it's going to become a very painful experience. So mm -hmm. I I just I just fell in love with with just being present. And so I started trying to find new ways. Where can I bring this into the rest of my life? Because work was very stressful. I was always worried about the making the wrong decision, doing the wrong thing in the future. How was somebody going to react when we made whatever decision we made? And so I found a therapist who taught me all about meditation and Dharma and just being, you know, being in the moment in all aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I started applying that to different things. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm biking, so I'm getting stronger. And because of that, I want to put the right foods in my body. So now I'm making those choices. I'm taking the time to meditate. I'm starting to explore breath work. I'm starting to do all these things. And it was through our, you know, like I said, the conversations Zach and I were having where we started swapping those stories of I'm doing this, this is working for me. I did this, this didn't work for me. And it was just through the, the trial and error, the experimentation and the sharing of the results that we both started to see tremendous growth. And that was really what put us on this path that we've now been on for about four years uh, in terms of the show. Um, you've had some some incredible guests on the show. Um, and I bet that there's a lot of different lessons that you've gained from them. Like you talked about, Jeremy, you bring on the experts because we don't all have to be the experts. We, we can just leverage somebody else's journey and knowledge and tools. Um, as we're starting the new year, I, I know that for me, one of the big priorities for 2023 is reverting back to what my priority was four years ago. And that was really getting myself on, a, on the health journey. Um, I had lost 45 pounds before the pandemic. I was going to the gym every day. I became a yoga teacher and, you know, check, check, check and continued in that journey. And somehow as I pivoted into starting a new business, building a brand, working with clients, being inside because of the pandemic, really that shifted some of my habits when it came to not only how I plan my meals and also uh, working out daily. So now here I am, January 1st, starting again. Well, not technically, because I've been doing some work, you know, along the way in December, but um, give me your best tips. How to, someone who is like Julie, sitting on the side and starting again, in, or is looking to create some sustainable shifts for themselves to better their health. Where do I start? Take me, gentlemen, from where you feel I need to start. Yeah, it's really, it's really yeah. super individualized, right? Like it, it, <laughs> this is something that everyone's got a different journey. For some, it's weight mm -hmm. loss. For some, it's mindfulness. For some, it's just getting out in nature more, or like whatever the thing is. But. Mm -hmm. You really, you, you just, I can't stress enough. Like, don't do it all at once. Like whatever yeah. it is, if it's just, if you want to get more active, great, go for a 10 minute walk every day. Like, and especially like after you eat, right? So like you eat something, <laughs> slow down the blood sugar spike by just taking a 10 minute walk around the block. 
Start there. Do that for a week or two. Then all of a sudden you're going to realize, oh, I, I could probably go five more minutes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like just because we all do this, right? We we wait till Monday. We wait till New Year's. We wait till the start of yeah. the next month. Like whatever the thing is, and then that's the day. When everything, like the stars are going to align and I'm finally going to do all of the things. I'm only going to eat vegetables and I'm never going to mm-hmm. eat candy again. And I'm, oh, I'm going to run six miles a day. And, oh, I'm just going <laughs> to tear it up. And then, you know, the second day of that, now you've, you've pulled a hammy. You're, you know, you're tired. You're now you're disappointed. So you hit the cabinet to, you know, to yeah. emotionally eat, to feel better. You wake up angry and that's the cycle just starts all over again. So, I mean, it's it's just got to be micro adjustments, like take that walk, drink more water, sleep better, like whatever the thing is, pick one, do it for a week or two and and just like make a list. Like, what are all the things I want to do? What What is my goal for this whole year, for this month, this week? And just take those tiny, just micro adjustments because it's only when they become habit that you don't have to think about them anymore. And they don't become this, this big thing that you attach all this pressure to that, that I have to get this perfect. I have to look a certain way to even walk into the gym. I have to be certain, uh, a certain level of strength to walk in and lift heavy things. The only way you're going to get there is by showing up. So start by just putting on the shoes. Maybe January 1st, you put on the shoes. You're speaking my language, by the way. You're speaking my language. I'm a certified tiny habits coach, and I think that this is the one thing that uh, many people want to go big and go home, and then they're trying to rely on motivation. They're also trying to rely on things just happening because, oh, I I, I want to go for a, a six-mile walk, and, and if you're not walking— Six miles is, you may do it the first day, but the second, their motivation is going to drop because it's going to be harder. Um, I love those incremental changes, those micro steps in the right direction, because I think that the more wins that we accumulate, the better we feel. And I love that you're talking about pick one, pick the things, and then start to incorporate them. Yeah, um, just build that confidence, build that foundation mm-hmm. and, and grow and go from there. Because if, if you're waiting for motivation, bad news. Bad news. <laughs> And if it does, it's going to be there for about five minutes and it's going to realize this is not the party for me and it's going to bail. So that's so good. That's so good. You just have to, you have to get over the idea that somebody's coming to rescue you and that, and that things are going to just be perfect. You have to just take those first steps and and just build on them one at a time, because if you bite off more than you can chew, then you're probably going to end up choking. (laughs) I've never heard it that way, but I think you're (laughs) absolutely correct. Yeah. And I, I'll add one, I'll add one thing that from, from my side, uh, the mindset that you go into this with is really, really important too. Mm. Um, you mentioned this earlier, uh, when we were talking and a lot of times what I would do is I would, I would want to make these changes because I am unhappy with myself or I'm not okay with who I am, mm-hmm. like my weight, my, whatever it is, Yeah, I was not okay with it. And I think taking a minute to really pause before you do any of this and just go, am I okay? I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And accept what you are at this very moment. Have your goals, have you know where you want to be and what change you want to put in place, but be okay with who you are and what you are right now. Because if you, if you approach this from, I hate myself as mm-hmm. it is right now, and I'm going to make these small incremental changes, you're not going to, you won't last as long. But if you if you come at it from positivity with, mm-hmm. I'm okay, I love myself, I love who I am right now, I would like to be a little bit better, and I'm going to be a little bit better with small incremental changes, like Jeremy just mentioned. <laughs> if you go, if you can change your attitude again to be one of love instead of hate as you're going into this, it'll it'll make 
a huge difference. And the other, the other part to that is really being able to question whether you're right or wrong about something, mm. question your own beliefs. Um, for myself, I was a runner for a long, long time. And I just believed that the only way to stay fit and healthy was to run. That was the only way to do it. You just had to run. You had to get, had to get that cardio in. I had, a, I had a knee injury. I don't run anymore. And I actually spent a couple of years trying to figure out, well, what do I do? There's <laughs> like, I can't run. I'm just going to die. Like, <laughs> right. And it took me, yeah. it, it took me a long time to kind of pull those beliefs out and go, Hey, you know what? I was wrong. I was totally wrong about this. There are other ways to stay fit and healthy. So being okay with questioning your own beliefs, mm-hmm. being okay with being wrong and approaching it from with a positive mindset. And again, those small incremental changes that we can do every day, that it's critical. I I want to unpack a couple of things that you said, because I think that this is what, what I see a lot of people and, and specifically my clients. Um, you know, I'm not a weight loss coach. I typically work with individuals who are trying to build a business, but I work on it from the perspective of creating those tiny habits and also becoming the CEO of your life as well as your business and the CEO um, behavior that it takes for you to be successful. I think that, you know, we cannot hate ourselves into being something we're, we're not. Um, mm-hmm. If we want to create change, we have to love ourselves and love the process and be okay with, like we've said, being uncomfortable. And I think that that's, that's one of the things where people really struggle, that they feel that I don't like who I am and I need to change so that I can love myself. But you have to start from that point of love and acceptance and grace and give ourselves some grace because yeah, the more that you do that. that. If you start from that point of, of self-hatred or, or disgust or whatever, like whatever the thing is that drives you, that you, any action you take to correct that, mm. you're going to perceive as punishment. Yeah. Who wants to just keep going back for punishment every day? Who's going to, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and punish myself for this again. Sign me up for the punishment. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so no, of course, yeah. like you, you have to flip, like literally what you just said, you have to flip it from, yeah. I hate myself. So I'm going to do this so I can love myself. You have to decide I love myself. So I'm going to do this so I can love myself more. Like you just can't like, uh, again, the, it's, just, it's just, otherwise you're just punishing yourself and it just is not going to last. Yeah. People who have had, um, shifts and changes and are kind of living that life that we, we aspire to. What are some of the common traits that you find in addition to loving themselves, in addition to taking small steps? What do you find? Mm, I, I, I would say going, going back to what I just said, being open to change. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we are all human and I, for as much as I say I love change, I hate change. I love my routine. <laughs> yeah, I don't like who, getting who out of it. Change, um, but that's kind of the one thing that I I've seen across the board is people who are just not afraid to change what they do, mm-hmm. how they do it, what their beliefs are, the people they hang out with, changing everything and anything in your life. Like it's all open mm-hmm. for change. If it's going to be a positive thing. So I would, I would say change is the one thing and being really, really, really curious about those changes. What happens if I do this? What happens Mm. if I do that? Like, and just be really curious, make those changes, be uncomfortable. It's, 
you're never going to get anywhere unless you change, right? It's just going to be day <laughs> after day after day. Um, and I'm sure Jeremy has wonderful words of wisdom to follow that up with. Just there's just a couple of things that come to mind. And one is just having, we've talked about this a lot already, but having the courage to fail. Like mm. there's so many times when we just don't do something because we're afraid we're going to do it wrong. We're afraid we're going to suck at it. We've, we're afraid, you know, it's not, it's not for us. We're not good enough. Just fail, fail hard and learn from it and move on. The other thing that, you know, that I think can't be stressed enough. And, and I hear people talk about it a lot, but where there's a gap, get a coach, get mm. somebody like we we make this crazy mistake in our society where we spend the first you know 15 20 years of our lives having coaches tell us everything about the world around us and how to do all of the things and then all of a sudden we're handed a certificate and sent out into the world to figure it out for ourselves for the next 60 or 70 yeah. years and we spin out for the first 10 or 20 going i, I don't i'm going to try this i don't know i'm going to try that I, oh i suck at this I, I just got fired from that job we don't we don't have a coach we don't have a guide to help us figure out that next step and this is something i've recently become a coach myself and the more that i coach others the more i see the value in what i'm doing for them and because of that i'm bringing more coaches into my life <laughs> so that i can stop stop making the same mistakes that they've made 10 years ago 5 years ago like they've figured it out already they yeah. found a, an easier path so why not go to them and and it's hard right it's an investment you, typically you have to spend that money <laughs> but how many years of your life are you going to waste trying again, waiting for January 1st again, waiting for right. Monday again, waiting for you know, the, the next big payoff at work, whatever investment you're making in the business, that's going to be the one that saves the company or whatever. You've, you've got to rely on the resources around you. Sometimes that's just books, right? There's <laughs> libraries full of books with all kinds of lessons you can learn. Start there. Or like I said, hire somebody, find, find the coach that, that connects with you that that has learned the lessons that you're trying to learn and learn from them those are the people that are the most successful is the ones that are willing to 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 acknowledge that they don't know all the things and that they're willing to learn from others and and either make the mistakes or avoid them by getting help from someone who made them already yeah i think that coaches need coaches and for me i know that that was one of the biggest shifts in my life overall in when i started to really create the kind of traction I wanted for my life. The other thing too is uh, I, I just, uh, you know, held, I had a masterclass about a month ago, you know, talking about the mistakes that we make in closing out our year. And one of the first things that I tell people is you fail to watch the tape. Most elite athletes go back and look at their mistakes, watch the tape and really study. What is it that I did? How can I do differently? What can I you know, was it this positioning of my arm as I was throwing the ball or was it the timing? And we don't want to look at the mistakes that we make. And that's one of the reasons that we end up making them continuously because we we don't analyze them. We don't accept them. We don't look at them. And then we don't have somebody all else also pointing them out to us. Um, do you both have coaches? I do. Yeah. Uh, I've got multiple coaches across <laughs> multiple areas. Um, you know, I've got, uh, f at work, I have an executive coach. I have, you know, a coach for, for working out. I, you know, I, I think of yoga teachers as coaches as well, mm -hmm. because I, I pick very specific yoga teachers and only go to them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I am, I am a big believer in coaches. Uh, I, to, to Jeremy's point, I don't have time to learn 
all the nuances about all the things that I need to do in my life to be healthy, happy, and do all the things. Mm-hmm. But other people, other people do, and it's trading money in some cases, right. and that's okay because, like an executive coach, I, I make it back. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I am a huge believer in that. Like there, there just is no way for me to be an expert in all of these different areas. And I personally believe that, you know, as a, as a human being, we all have strengths and I want to take those strengths and 10 X them. If I have a weakness though, like something that I'm not good at, the best I'm really ever going to become in that is mediocre, right? You're never going to make that one of your really, really big strengths. I can, I can get it up to a point where I'm okay at it, but at what, you know, how much more effort do you put into that? as opposed to my strength. So I really focus with my coaches on on looking at my strengths, making sure that I'm putting a great deal of effort into, you know, making my strengths really really good, bringing the things that I'm weak at up to the point where they're passable when I need them to be. So, you know, at the gym working out like certain moves, I've got to be good at them, right? So I'll I'll bring those weaknesses up to 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 be okay. But yeah, Coaches will help you take your strengths and 10x them. They'll help you bring your weaknesses up to passable. But again, like you need to make a decision as to whether or not you want to focus on your weaknesses, which are going to grow very, very slowly, mm-hmm. or your strengths, which are going to go through the roof like crazy. Yeah. Are you both coaches? Um, I am a coach in a couple of different ways. Uh-huh. Um, like again, at work, like I coach people. <laughs> all the time um and i'm a dad so yeah full-time yeah, coach oh you're a full-time right. coach full-time, then. Full-time, yeah <laughs> yeah i i have to say parents are definitely our first coaches and they definitely help us i i think you know for sure for me in my career my dad was was my first coach honestly he is the person that helped me like you talked about zach um 10x some of my strengths and definitely get to the next level. As we're looking to change, people are going to find a lot of frustration. They're going to definitely hit a wall. And what happens in our brains is that we immediately go the, oh, this is not for me. I could never do it. And we beat ourselves up. And then the self-sabotaging behavior starts. What are things that people can do to manage some of the self-sabotaging thoughts and the stress that comes from the thoughts that we're, 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 we're telling ourselves or the stories we're telling ourselves. Yeah. Just, I, I would say that just recognize what that wall is. That wall is the way, right? The obstacle <laughs> is the way when, when times get tough, when, when things seem the hardest, that's not when you quit, that's when you push through. And, and the only way, the only way over that wall is through it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like to refer to an analogy. We, we talked to uh, a, a champion weightlifter, Chris Duffin a while ago, he tell he just made this great analogy about you know the 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 trees that you see outside that are the tallest that are the strongest that have been there for a thousand years, they're there because they faced the toughest winds right mm. like that it's made them grow deeper stronger roots and to be able to withstand those storms to still be standing there today after a thousand years, it's it you know it, the ones that haven't gotten strength that haven't had to resist change that haven't leaned into those winds those are the ones that get knocked over when the storm blows the hardest so. <laughs> Just, just recognize that and and sit with that discomfort. You'll find the answer, right? You'll either you'll either find it within you, or you will turn to somebody and say, "I'm struggling," 
And and if you don't do either of those things, that's when you get stuck. That's when the depression kicks in. That's when you when you really start to spiral. But you need to just you need to be okay with that discomfort and realize it that that obstacle is there for a reason. It's there to teach you some lesson. So you have to lean into it. And and if you can't find the answer, like I said, turn to somebody, turn to a loved one, a therapist, a coach, somebody <laughs> to help you find the way around it because no matter what path you're on, you're going to run into resistance. And every single time you're going to be uh, tempted to quit, it's going to be too hard and you're, you're going to want to throw in the towel. And I just, I've learned too many times that whenever I get on the other side of whatever that wall is, I'm always so much better for it. Yeah. And just one more thing, Jeremy says this all the time and I'm going to steal it <laughs> from him whenever. And I, and I actually do steal it from him in real, in real life. When you get into that moment where you're, you're, you're talking yourself out of it and you're like, oh, I can't do this. This is impossible. This is not for me. Switch that around and say, why not me? Mm-hmm. Why not me? Mm-hmm. It's a very, very simple statement. But by asking that question, and if you really go deep and you truly answer, why not me? It can help you push through that obstacle that Jeremy was talking about. Mm, I love that question. That's one of my favorite questions. And I think that uh, for many years in my life, I, I did the opposite, right? I said, oh, it could never be me. But when I started to ask the right question, your mind, your brain works like a computer. It actually spits out the right answer. So you have yeah. to make sure that mm-hmm. you're paying attention to to the language. You're paying attention to the things that you're thinking so that you can start to kind of rewire some, some of those um negative self-talk that that keeps us from doing the work and actually moving in the direction that we want. Um, that That's one of the things that I find as well. Um, and I've done some of the work personally. And again, I, I am my best client when it comes to coaching. I have done some of the work this year in really looking at some of this old wiring and programming. And what I find also is that um, when we surround ourselves with people who think the same way, um, we can go in that direction where most of the people are thinking. Um, of course, there's people in our lives who have been there forever. There, there's people who are going to stand and watch us start to shift and become a little bit different. Uh, perhaps it will make other people uncomfortable. For our listeners who are trying to create new habits, move in the direction to what they want for themselves, um, have aspirations, right? And are, are starting slow doing that 1% increment change, building up new habits, but maybe it's, it's uh, creating discomfort in the, in the people around them because they're changing and, they're, and, and uh, it's taking them out of their comfort zone. How does someone you know, deal or, or, or work through something like that? Yeah, uh, with, with lots and lots and lots of self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I am my own worst enemy in a lot of these cases where I will, I am just so mean to myself mm. in a lot, in a lot of cases. Um, and that is my downfall in a lot of situations where I'm trying to make these changes, where I'm trying to be better. Um, and one of the things that I've, I've put in place that has really, really, really helped me is, you know, and I, not everyone has children, but if you, if you think of this with somebody that you love dearly, um, I try and listen to the voices in my head and what I'm saying to myself mm-hmm. um, when, when we're talking about these changes or taking these next steps. 
And if I say something to myself like, oh, you're such an idiot. Why'd you even try that? You jerk. Like, oh, no one's going to like, like just all of these negative things. I picture myself saying those exact same words to my 11-year-old daughter, yeah. who I love dearly, and imagining the face that she makes, the pain that she f- would feel if I actually said that to her. Wow. And then I turn it around to myself and like, and so every now and again, it actually comes, it, it, the second thing that comes out of my mouth is, oh, you idiot, why are you saying that to yourself? <laughs> and then I have to do it all over again. But the point is, is like, you, you realize how much pain you would cause somebody else by saying those words. And you are not immune to that pain, even though it you may not feel it in that moment. You are hitting yourself with a, a very huge amount of pain. Um, so really just like replay those words that you're saying to yourself, make believe that you're saying it to somebody you love. And would you actually say that? And if not, you need to flip the script a little bit and and again, go back to self-compassion and love yourself and give yourself positive thoughts and words and just that one little mindset shift makes such a huge difference in achieving any of the goals that we want as humans. Part of this too, you talked about the the people around us that are, that are impacted by this change that you <laughs> go, go through. You're going to lose friends. You're going mm-hmm. to lose part of the deal. Like they're they're not going to accept the new you. They're not going to understand this journey that you're on because it, it's not their journey. They're not there yet, whether it's in this life or another, if you're into that, I right. don't know, but it's, it's not for them and that's okay. There was a, an analogy I heard recently that I thought was really interesting. I, I don't like comparing people to animals, but I mean, we all kind of share this experience to some degree, but somebody was talking about dogs and how you can have a really like poorly behaved dog, like just out of control, crazy dog. But when you bring it into a, a healthy balanced pack, it's fixed like almost immediately because mm. it gets this. Oh, this is, this is calm. This is peace. This is what it's like to, to run with my peers or whatever. Right. And that just, that the imagery of that was so clear to me because it, it's so true. Like you, you sort of play at the level of your team. Mm-hmm. And, and if the people that are around you are, are elevating their game, you're driven to elevate your game. And if they're phoning it in and sitting on the couch and not doing anything, well, that makes it okay. I had, I had this uh, experience at a job that I had where there was a guy, a good friend of mine, uh, similar age, similar, like he was a new dad, all of the things. And and he was kind of heavy, kind of overweight, like just, just sort of like showing up for work every day, going through the motions. And I remember there was a point where I sort of looked at him and, and was, you know, uh, falling into the comparison trap mm-hmm. and just went. Yeah, well, if it's okay for him, then yeah, I, uh, that's that's what guys do, right? We just sort of give mm-hmm. up in midlife and just sort of phone it in the rest of the way. And uh, almost immediately, I had the opposite reaction of like, hey, no, 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 I've still got like half a life. Like I'm, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not giving up just yet. And so there is just this this natural tendency to sort of, you know, float where everyone else is floating, rather than trying to to rise above the tide. So. um it, it, uh, again, you're you're going to lose friends in this process if this is something that's new to you. It's it's going to be very very lonely. It's going to be very very dark, and that's where I hope that shows like yours, shows like these, books, resources, coaches, the new friends you'll make along the way, those are the people you're going to need to turn to when times are toughest. Because I I I don't know that I've ever been on a lonelier journey than one that is so focused on improving myself because no <laughs> one else gets what's going on inside. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, I think, you know, nobody really can be your best advocate other than you. And we came into this world alone. We're going to leave most likely alone. So it's important to make sure that we become our best advocate, our best friend, and really uh, be okay with, with again, the discomfort that we've talked about. Um, gentlemen, you know, you, you've been totally gracious with your time, considering that I, I had a brain fart earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, oh, doo, 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 doo. Uh, for the listeners, I, you know, didn't log in when I, I needed to because I was in, in brain fart mode. But um, you've interviewed some incredible individuals. What's next for your show? What is next for each of you personally? Why? What can we expect to see? Boy, I wish I knew. You you can expect to see us uh, try things, <laughs> fail things, uh, do things better, do things worse. Uh, you can s- expect to see us talk to you know some of the biggest names in this industry and some names you've never heard of. I love uh, it. Yeah, we we don't discriminate. Like if, if 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 the guest has value to bring to our audience, then we bring them on the show. It's not uh, it's not about how many followers they have on Instagram or or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, just just more, right? Just trying to trying to build a community around this idea that what you see on social media isn't real. The the, the <laughs> perfection is not a thing. Motivation is not a thing. Yeah, showing up is a thing. Putting showing up community. is a thing. I love this. This could be the quote for the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, right? Like the, a lot of my like uh, physical journey this year started with just put it on the calendar. I didn't go, right? I didn't actually <laughs> go to the gym, but it was on the calendar, and I learned from that. Okay, I, I have time, and I'm going to go. So just just more of that, right? Like just trying to find what works, trying to share that with people so that you know we can answer some of these questions for them. And and if if our podcast is the coach for somebody, mm-hmm. then great. It it can come in, in a lot of different forms. It can come in video workouts, friends, family, actual coaches, teachers, whatever. But just learn from the people that are that are learning the lessons uh, before you. And that's that's what we're trying to do so that we can um just make the journey a little bit less lonely and and help people avoid the mistakes that they don't need to make because they've already been made by somebody else. So good. What about you, Zach? Well, everything Jeremy said, uh, <laughs> plus, you know, I, I want to keep, keep going down the road of uh, really redefining what it is to be a man. Um, <sighs> so again, we talked about men don't have these conversations and we 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 were interviewing somebody one day and they really they really hit a point that i i want to really incorporate more into my life and that that is you know from a man's perspective right talking about your feelings and being vulnerable and doing all of these things none of this takes away from being a man like i can still you know like i changed an outlet this morning right i did Ooh. not kill myself like <laughs> yeah. you know i know how to change oil and car like i can do all the manly things mm. i can lift heavy weights i can you know protect people if i need to right i i can do all of the manly things mm-hmm. what we're talking about is adding additional things yeah. to me as a human being to be a just plainly be a better human being so i'm not taking away from being a man i'm becoming a better human being so i want to i want to go deeper into that part of my journey and that is you know again incorporating some of the more shall we say feminine qualities that that people associate with vulnerability and Mm -hmm. emotions and things like that i want to incorporate more of that into my life uh going forward and share them with with the listeners on the show and just make really just break that mold of 
I don't have to be 100% manly, right? And women don't have to be 100% feminine. You can take the qualities of both and be a good human being. Yeah, I I love what you're saying. I think that we live in a world that for so long, these predefined roles have been dictating how we should be showing up, whereas um, it would be a lot better if we didn't, you know, have to kind of check off, oh, I'm a feminine girl, I like flowers, I do this, and the same thing for guys. Um this is one of the reasons, you know, that that I love my husband. One of the reasons that I love my husband so much is I think that he defines himself not by the mold that has been created, but really he allows himself to be vulnerable. And and again, this this really resonated with me when when you reached out, and I thought that you would be a, a great fit for the show. And indeed, you have brought a lot of value. I appreciate you reaching out. Um, one last question that has been kind of stuck in my brain and I keep forgetting to ask, but I know that some of the listeners may inquire, how did you get together? How did you meet each other? I don't think we talked about that. It was really uh, our wives. When our when our first children, my first daughter <laughs> and Zach's daughter were born, uh, our wives were part of a fit mom group where the goal was, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, Zach, I feel like I always get it wrong because it sounds so insane, but the goal was to compete in a triathlon six weeks after giving birth to their children. Yeah. God bless and, them. <laughs> That's and awesome. they did it, right? And so the training for that was, you know, months ahead of time, like <laughs> while they were pregnant. So they, our wives got to know each other. And then of course we got invited to the brunches and we had to show up to those brunches and do the guy thing of, Oh, did you watch the sports ball event the other night? How about that deal? And, uh, you know, eventually as time wore on and probably exhaustion set in from being new parents, we started to open up about about the the struggle and are you getting enough sleep and how are you doing with this? And man, this part's really hard. Am I right? And that just, that's what sort of kicked open the door to, Hey, by the way, I I see you dropped 40 Mm -hmm. pounds. How'd you do that? You know, and, and going down those roads. So. Amazing. That was it. it. Was it was through our wives. Well, yeah, but uh, amazing, we both like amazing. Star Wars, though. Oh, oh. Star Wars. That was we both love Star Wars. We were like, oh, hey, I like this guy. <laughs> oh, that that's well, you know, that's a prerequisite here in the show. You have to oh, be a good. fan. Good. So, yeah. you know, you're you're in the right company. Well, gentlemen, nice. thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you so much again for the wisdom and for allowing yourselves to say yes to yourselves to uh, go in that journey to become a better version. But more importantly, to then turning around and coming alongside people that, you know, could use other person that has walked the road to be the guide. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much again for being a part of Casa de Confidence and, you know, come back to the house anytime. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate, the, we appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's been terrific. Yeah. And don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening to Casa de Confidence. We thank you for listening. And if you want more, go to casadeconfidencepod.com. Check Julie out on her socials as Julie DeLuca Collins. And you can also check out her website at goconfidentlycoaching.com. Have a great week. And don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams.
everybody. Do you want to make 2023 your best year yet? Well, let's do it together. If you don't know how to make the best year yet, you need Tiny Habits. Tiny Habits is a framework by Dr. BJ Fogg. And as you know, I'm a Tiny Habits certified coach. So join me for Tiny Habits. I'm going to teach you how to do it. All you have to do is go confidentlycoaching.com, quick links and sign up. Hi, everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only purposeful you mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the purposeful you mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly. Julie's Mastermind.